0: speaking.
1: Welcome to Medically Speaking on AM 1310 The Light. I'm your host Dr. Lauren Hardin an associate of Dr. Kenneth Ackles chiropractic physician located at 3266 North Meridian Suite 508. You can give us a call there at 317 926 4623. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome to the month of May. And welcome to another year. I love the applause. And he always surprises me with this the applause. And it makes it that much more special. But welcome to the month of May. We have a great show for you today with a lot of information, a lot of great information for all you new parents, all you new grandparents out there. And so the topic for today's show falls under the category of child, specifically in infant and maternal health and wellness. Um, our guests research and facilitate community outreach opportunities that focus on decreasing infant mortality rates here in our city. That is Indianapolis. So today we are giving parents information and tips on how to keep their baby safe while they are sleeping. And that is so important because, you know, recently a lot of our kids and um, child and infant-related stories have been in the news. And we want to make sure that we are doing our best to keep our kids safe. And so I brought some great guests um, here today. We want to welcome Dr. Nancy Nancy Swagonski. Right. I, I've been practicing names. Right. So and everybody that listens knows how bad I am with names. And so we are going to do our best today. But I think I got this down pack, So just listen. OK. And um, <clears throat> Dr. Swoganski is a professor of pediac- pediatrics at IU School of Medicine and the chair of the sleep, Safe Sleep Committee here for the Marion County Health Department. Um, we also have David Wong here, who is the data, data analysis for that group. And two of the committee members, Joe Wins and Anthony DeForest, we want to welcome everybody here today. Thank you for giving us your time and and coming out for uh, just an hour just to kind of talk about this. This is an important topic. Um, and so we're going to start with you, the 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 chair and the head of the committee, Dr. Nancy. Uh, what is your background? Tell us how you got involved with infant and mater- maternal health.
2: Thanks, Dr. Lauren. So so... Um, I am a pediatrician. I've been practicing here in Marion County for, gosh, I hate to admit it, like 30 years. And um, uh, I uh, was over in uh, 21st in Arlington for about 25 years, and now I'm uh, doing more work downtown and doing more policy and outreach to the community. Okay. Um, and specifically working with the Marion County Health Department, what we find is We have a real problem, as you mentioned, with infant mortality in our state. Mm -hmm. Um, If anybody heard the governor's state of the state, he actually identified specifically Um, infant mortality is a major issue for our state and Mm -hmm. set a goal that we would be the best in the Midwest by 2024. But that means we have some real work to do. And so we're part of a group that is uh, specifically focused in Marion County Mm -hmm. to start addressing infant mortality.
1: Okay. So awesome. So we got, we have a problem and then we have community outreach. We got the footwork. And so that's what we'll be learning about here today. But of course, if you have any questions about the subject, you can go ahead and give us a call at 317-239-1310. Definitely. This is a great time for you to call and just ask the questions that you may have been wanting to know, especially those new grandparents and new parents out there. Um so awesome, so you guys are um give us a little bit of, of the the research for um the immortality rate. Right? This would be dr Wong the research analysis
3: um yeah, so uh, infant mortality is a big problem in Indiana right now, so um, right now about one baby dies every fourteen hours in Indiana mm. so it's a huge problem, and it's particularly concentrated in Marion county uh where a lot of the zip codes of Marion County have some of the highest infant mortality rates in the state and uh, really in the nation. So we're really just trying to address the problem here because it's, uh, well, this is essentially where it's located, the heartland for this issue. And uh, we got together a great group of uh, guys here uh, to help us and reach out to the community and to really start a uh, grassroots uh, campaign to, to get parents to uh, practice safe sleep with their, um, with their kids
2: so, okay, So
1: awesome. Yeah, so tell us about how safe sleep factors into the infant mortality right here in Indiana.
2: Yeah, so one of the things I think we need to do first is just define what do we mean by infant mortality. Yes, absolutely. So it's really from the time the baby was born until their first birthday. Mm-hmm. So what we're looking at is how many of our babies survive until their first birthday. Okay. And there's really um, three major causes. But there, there are two that we're particularly focused on. And one is preterm birth, which is the most common cause mm-hmm. of infant mortality. But the second is unsafe sleep practices, which account for about one out of eight every baby that dies. Mm-hmm. And that is the most preventable. We can, you know, we can do things to prevent preterm birth, but it's a little more complicated. Absolutely. But safe sleep, we should all be able to practice. And one of the things that I'm so happy to have our, our colleagues here today on our safe sleep committee is we know that the men have a, a huge role in that. And so with our Safe Sleep Committee, really what we've done is broken into four groups, and anybody in the community is welcome to join us. And we can give that contact information uh, oh, absolutely, as well. But we have a youth group because we think that the youth are some of our greatest ambassadors And really help to to, when they even babysit to help people. Absolutely, they're the babysitters, right? But also they are our evangelists. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if the parent's doing something wrong, they tend to speak up. So (laughs) we need those kinds of people. We have a pregnant mom, uh, pregnant and parenting moms group. Mm -hmm. We have a dads group because we know how important dads are in um, talking about keeping their kids safe. And supporting moms during, uh, not only during their pregnancy, but raising other children. Mm-hmm. And then we have a grandparent in kinship care. Awesome. Um, sometimes the grandparents uh, want to do the things the way that they did them. Uh-huh. And, Absolutely. And honestly, uh, my my babies are 30, 28, and 22, <laughs> and and when I look at what I did, I did things not according to current guidelines. Mm-hmm. The science has evolved, just yes. like lots of things have evolved, and we need to, to get the grandparents up to date as well.
1: Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Okay. So again, if you have any questions, go ahead and give us a call at 317 239 1310. And so we're talking about um, safe sleeping and um, some of the tips for new parents and and grandparents and aunts and uncles, really anybody that you call your village um, when it comes to supporting your kids, you should be listening and you should be taking these notes down. And and, um, we have some community outreach and some community programs. And so we have a couple I want to get Um, Mr. Wins and Mr. DeForest to kind of talk about that.
4: Well, thank you. Um, One of the things um, I guess a lot of people may know me from my background in parks. I spent a lot of years there working with children. And um, I've always had this this, um, desire um, to get involved with anything that dealing with with children, babies, or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Safe Sleep Initiative was introduced to me by my daughter, who Mm -hmm. took a job um with Dr. Smongoski and she came home talking about this safe sleep. Yes. And I, you know, for a while there didn't know what, what it meant. And and as she began to unfold it, um, I it just constantly sparked my interest. And I met with Dr. Smogoski in her office and then she began to tell me about the the problems we're having here, you know, in Marion County mm-hmm. as it relates to um infant mortality. And so, you know, if if we're losing babies at the bottom end and we're losing um, children at the top end, it's just a matter of time before the race is going to shrink. Mm -hmm. And so this is an opportunity to kind of do something at the bottom end to make sure our babies are are healthy and getting past um, the infant mortality state. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we are with the men's group. Um, and, um, you know, um, we are both from Mount Zion Baptist Church where Dr. James is our pastor. And I talked to him about this initiative and he was excited to see how we can get local churches um, in the area, especially men in the church, mm-hmm. to start talking about safe sleep, how we can get men groups, you know, yeah. and we're, we're going to be setting up a meeting with our men's group at Mount Zion, you know, and have the presentation made just to make them aware mm-hmm. um, and we can become an ambassador. You know, um, when we are at the barbershop, we can talk about it. Or when we are in the community, we can say, hey, do you know about safe sleep? Or do you understand some of the techniques, the things that I did when Whitley was a baby, we can't no longer do anymore. You Mm -hmm. know, I can't, you know, um, put teddy bears in the crib and, you know, I can't let her sleep on my chest. And I can't, you know, throw rattlers, or you know, wrap her up in a blanket. Mm -hmm. All those things like that, that we were doing back then um, and some parents may still be doing now, mm-hmm. um, it's important that we make them aware that, you know, these things could lead to infant mortality. Right. You know, um, yes. you, you can't, father, you can't lay um, on the couch with your daughter on your chest anymore. And fall asleep, you can roll over, and she can suffocate. Mm-hmm. Well, I did that with my daughter. You know, I would lay on my chest mm-hmm. and play. But I, that's now is not according to good safe sleep policy. Yes. So, from the community standpoint, we are just as men want to start talking about it and um, and and help with the education of it. You know, yes. because sometimes we as men have a responsibility to the healthy development of babies as well as the mother. We just can't push it all out on yes. them. So that's what got me involved. And so anytime I get an opportunity to talk to someone, I mentioned I was there at the barbershop and ask them, what, what is safe sleeping? You know, they didn't even know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's how we as men. A little more ignorant to that And so hopefully By being on the committee We can get men More talking about it And be yes. more aware Because I mean You know A lot of men Are babysitters mm-hmm. You know
1: Yeah uh, hopefully, they, so. Yes. Trans- <laughs> hopefully so yeah Hopefully so
4: So go ahead Dr. <laughs> Jafar <laughs>
1: Yes
3: Oh for me uh, uh, Joe uh, um, uh, Lauren Thank you mm-hmm. um, uh, Asked me to uh, To be involved With this This organization And I had no idea Exactly what I was Getting involved in You know <laughs> You know <laughs> Our plates were full, you know, and so he said, hey, can you come and, and, and uh, at this meeting we're having? Uh, last month it was, uh-huh. as a matter uh-huh. of fact. And then, you know, lo and behold, it was uh, uh, the Safe Sleep Initiative. And for me, um, it's, uh, it's faith
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, in terms of the fact that I lost my first child through due to SIDS. Mm-hmm. And so when uh, I was aware that this is the organization that I was called to actually <laughs> involved in, Yes. I mean, years later, we still have this, this issue and this problem in our communities uh, with infant mortality. And so for me, it kind of hits home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so uh, I am definitely going to be involved, an active participant uh, through our church and different organizations that we can uh, uh, affect mm-hmm. uh, to drive a grassroots effort, to drive awareness uh, in and around this. So uh, so I'm going to take up this mantle, and I'm definitely <laughs> going to be involved uh, with, this, uh, with this committee. this committee.
1: Yeah, that's and see that, I think that you guys touched on just an important part because most of the time it is just a conversation. And and think about how many, um, if you're doing the social media, how many posts you see of just bulleted points of tips. And, and that's oftentimes easier to follow and look at and read and just get, you know, a, a quick tip from somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, or how much advice do you take from somebody that you're just t- having a conversation with? it It's nothing that you have to... Um, I don't wanna call it annoy people with right, but right. because it's helpful information and it and it's right, it's accurate, it's research mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. wants to keep their kids safe. And yeah. you know, even people without kids, I wanna be a part of helping keep other people's kids safe right. because it's important and so it is community health, it's community outreach and um so I wanted to kind of back up a little bit, and you unfortunately touched on your situation. I'm just sorry to hear about that. Um, but you said sudden um, infant, sudden unexpected infant death syndrome or sudden yeah. infant death, death syndrome. syndrome. Yes. And so that's actually what we'll be talking about next. I was going to ask Dr. Uh, Swagonski what that was, if you could explain that for us. Yeah,
2: so um, sudden unexpected infant death. We- Uh, shorten it to Mm SUIDs. that sometimes is hard to understand but basically is when a baby less than a year of age dies suddenly uh, for (laughs) reasons that were uh, are not initially clear Mm -hmm. right and we divide it into two categories well really three categories so one is sudden infant infant death syndrome Uh, which is related to some factors of unsafe sleep, Mm -hmm. but it is unclear what the the real cause is after we do an investigation and Mm -hmm. everything. We do know that there's protective factors for SIDS. So if you breastfeed your baby, if there's no smoking in the house, if you as a mother do not smoke Mm -hmm. and there's no smoking in the house, if the baby sleeps on their back, all of those things are protective factors for SIDS. The other part of SUIDS is uh, actually accidental suffocation or strangulation. And uh, as Mr. Wins was saying, that's related to other things that okay, we know can cause harm to a baby. Mm-hmm. So we think of um, when we love our babies that we put lots of nice, cuddly, soft things, mm-hmm. put them on a soft surface. Right, it's like it's thoughtless. Uh, it's like,
1: you're cute with that bear. Yeah, and, and <laughs>
2: what we really find is those are all hazards that we need to avoid. Mm-hmm. So that you were talking about bullet points, and I agree we need to do do much more action than just talking about it but one way to remember safe sleep is really the abc's so alone which means that nothing else with the baby mm-hmm. just alone on their back b and in, in a crib, so in a crib or bassinet or pack and play, but the baby needs to be on their own. They sh- you should not be co-sleeping with them on an, uh, a couch or in the bed. So one of the things that we, th- we like parents to do is to get a pack and play or something and put it next mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. uh, right, next to their bed. So the baby is close. And you can see and hear and comfort the baby or breastfeed easily, um, but in fact, not in the bed with you. Because unfortunately, it would like uh, the average is once a month a baby in Marion County dies from unsafe sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. OK, well, that's great information for, uh, for parents out there. So take that seriously. Um, we are going to go to commercial. We will be
5: right back with more Medically Speaking. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Medically Speaking, sponsored by the Mapleton Wellness Center. Every first and second Saturday of the month, they will discuss topics that will affect your health and wellness. Call in with your questions and concerns to Medically Speaking. Medically Speaking is not a substitute for going to your own doctor. And now, here's Medically Speaking on AM 1310, The Light.
1: Welcome back to Medically Speaking on AM 1310, The Light. I'm your hostess, Dr. Lauren Harden, an associate of Dr. Kenneth Ackles, chiropractic physician. We are located at 3266.
0: See, I put a smile on my
5: face every time.
1: 3266 North Meridian Suite 508. You can give us a call at 317-926-4623. And today we are talking about infant and maternal health and wellness, specifically focusing on child sleep positions. And we have um, Dr. Nancy, Nancy Swagonski, I've been getting this right today, I was so proud, <laughs> <laughs> Professor of Pediatrics at IU School of Medicine and the chair of the Safe Sleep Committee. We also have members of that committee. We have Joe Wins, we have David Wong, and we have Anthony DeForest. And we have been talking about the initiatives that are going on here in Marion County To help um, reduce our child mortality rates by giving the parents, grandparents, family members village of infants the information that they need about the sleep positions. And we were just over the break talking about how, you know, everybody has that picture of the dad with the with the baby laying on his chest. And we all, oh, it's so cute. But it, aw, it's so dangerous. So
5: we are going to give you
1: guys the tips. We, we, we left off with some great ABCs, and I want to just repeat, um, just in case you're taking this down, we have, um, when it comes to your child's sleep positions, think about these ABCs. I'm a believer in bulleted be points. Right a, for alone. Your child needs to be alone. B, for on their back. They need to be laying on their back. Okay. And in the crib, that's the C. Did I get that right, Dr. That's perfect. <laughs> Good. Awesome.
4: Alone back in crib. Yes. I violated all of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so now we're going to try and switch gears a little bit. Not too much, but we want to learn more about the initiatives that are going on to help with this problem here in Marion County. And so um, one of the things that... Um, we, I was told before was that this is actually a, a a big problem within the African-American community. And so, Dr. Swigonski, I want you to kind of talk about that, um, and we'll just kind of lead into talking about FIMR. We're going to tell you what that stands for in a second.
2: Thanks, Lauren. Uh, yeah, one of the things, we were talking a little bit about how we've had a problem in Indiana, but the reality is is that we have a problem uh, that shows a lot of what we call disparities, meaning there's not equal distribution. Mm-hmm. And part of those are geographic, meaning that there are certain areas where we know infant mortality is higher. And when we look at um, zip codes where we find infant mortality, about 3% of zip codes account for 27%, so more wow. than a quarter of the infant mortality in the state, and half of those zip codes are here in Marion County. So a huge impact, mm-hmm. and almost all of them are on the east side. Okay. So really as you go out 10th Street, mm-hmm. as you go out and the surrounding zip codes, that's the areas where we have high, high, high infant mortality. Mm. We, it's also the areas where there's a lot of, of African American and minority populations. So, you know, one of the questions that people often ask is, you know, is a zip code more important than genetic code in mm. infant mortality? and and, wow. why, and why should where you live be a risk factor or a determinant of whether or not your baby survives. Absolutely. So one of the things we know is that those areas are areas of historic redlining, right? So you go back and and uh, history and segregation of our communities. Mm-hmm. There are areas where there's high rates of crime, high rates of poverty. So we know that that these impact also the racial disparities that we see. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the theories that are, um, are really interesting but also have sort of a biologic basis is that when women are pregnant and live in areas of high stress, it actually triggers something called your hypothalamic-pituitary axis. Big mm-hmm. word, but it's your fight or flight hormones. Absolutely, it's, you know, if a snake was in here, we'd all be jumping up and screaming and running, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have high levels of stress constantly, it affects your body.
1: Absolutely, your body is in a constantly stressed state, and the the hormones that come with it, everything, the the chemistry that comes with that. So right. absolutely,
2: and those hormones, those fight or flight hormones specifically something called cortisol, mm-hmm. actually affects also prostaglandins, mm-hmm. which are some of the um, chemicals in your body that control when you go into labor. Mm-hmm. And so we think that this chronic kind of stress in neighborhoods where you live actually impacts that preterm birth rate, which, again, is the most common cause of infant mortality. Yes. Okay. So what we find is is, uh, in these high-risk zip codes, African-American babies are two to three times more likely to die Hmm. than white babies. And part of that, though, frankly, as we talked about, is totally preventable Mm -hmm. because part of that is they're more likely to die of unsafe sleep practices. So it's one thing that we can do right away, while we're working on right. the bigger <clears throat> issues of racial disparities and mm-hmm. geographic disparities.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. No, the awareness
3: piece is used because uh, the sudden death um, uh, of SIDS, to the, even to this day, we can't explain what, what, what's happening with that. And my child died years ago. But there's some things we can prevent, and, and that's what the, um, the doctor is speaking to. There's things we know that we can do, that are very very simple and very very basic that can that can prevent this. Uh, some of the issues we talk about, what the, she just spoke of, with the the with uh, the stress or most systemic, and that's that's a broader issue that we have hey, to look 13, at 10, layers of how the um, disparity is in our communities okay. mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, for uh, for minorities.
4: Okay, hold on but one second. But I think okay. one of the
3: key pieces for this is there are right. things that you can do that are very very basic that can help prevent these these deaths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: There are, and just you know like. Um, from from the um, pr- um, I think child care provider standpoint, I mean, this may be a little bit off the topic, but um, watching the news the other day and, and saw this one child
5: got yeah
1: beat up. I think a lot of us saw that. I mean,
4: the picture of, of that, you know, and and um, you know, it, it, it's it's education again. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, um, you know, h- how could something like this happen?s when you are are putting your child in a in a in a uh, secure environment, yes. you know, and it's the education. It you know? is um, absolutely one one of that provider if she was educated enough, you know, to know that you can't leave. I mean, something happened to cause. To see that on the screen, I mm-hmm. mean, it just really
1: yeah, it was, uh, um,
4: shook me a little bit. It's, uh, traumatic. And, and it's traumatic. It's traumatic. It's traumatic to see you it know? is. And it's like, But, but the is saying it's about education. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's about um, how do we work with the child care providers? Mm-hmm. You know, do we have? And I know that um, there is a child care provider initiative, you mm-hmm. know, that talk about safe sleep. You know, um, um, our daycare, obviously, don't take babies from zero to one. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of child care providers that take babies yeah. from zero to one. And, no and, and, and yes. do they have the education on when it's nap time? Yes. You know, when it was nap time when I was growing up you just <laughs> sleep where you could, you know. <laughs> but I'm just saying you got a But now, you know, one of all of the child care providers who are taking babies from zero to one. Mm-hmm. understand safe, safe sleep. sleep.
1: And that's important. That's absolutely important. And, and that just
4: triggered me when I saw that baby. I said, mm-hmm. wow, that wasn't a safe sleep issue. But I'm just saying it kind of triggered the whole thing absolutely. about, you know, how are we taking care of our babies?
1: Absolutely. Looks like we have a caller. Uh, good morning, Vince. How are you doing? Okay. How y'all doing? Good. This is a very good topic. I wanted to uh, comment. Um, is this the east side um, that Baby
3: uh, um endangerment. It could, you know, different
1: zip codes. Could it be on the west side, south side, or any of that matter? Um, are you, so you're asking if it's targeted to the east side of Indianapolis. I think um, what Dr. Nancy was saying. Or do you wanna? You can go ahead and. I think what she was saying is that the highest rates that we have right now in Indianapolis are um, mostly on the east side of town. And so that is um, coincidentally also where you have a lot of um, racial, like uh, African-Americans, a lot of racial segregation. And I think I got it right. She's nodding. So I think I got it right. Um, And so I think that's more of what she was saying, but there are statistics in all of the zip codes on this, um, this topic and this, this statistic. So, um, I'm sure that we would have to go through and look at a map and I'm sure that there is one somewhere where you can see every um, statistic for the area for the child mortality race. And so I think that's what, where we were going with that. Um, but thank you for your call. Um, I will repeat the number cause it has been a while. If you do have any questions, comments, stories, um, please feel free to call us at two, three, nine, um 1310. And so we are talking about the initiative, the groundwork, the footwork that we're doing for to change, um, actively change the statistic of child mortality rates here in Marion County. And so we have Whitley Wins. I'm so excited. I didn't introduce her because I didn't know she was going to get on the microphone, but it looks like her dad made her. And that's what dads do. I love it.
5: <laughs>
1: and so why don't you explain to us kind of the things that you're um, doing with this
0: Topic. Yes. So um, I am actually focused on the child care initiative and working with child cares um, to make sure that they have.
1: Just a second, not to interrupt her. I do apologize, but Willie is going to talk. We have one more commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Stay with us. I know you want to hear what she wants to
5: say. Me too. <laughs> See you. Thank you for tuning in to Medically Speaking, sponsored by the Mapleton Wellness Center. Every first and second Saturday of the month, they will discuss topics that will affect your health and wellness. Call in with your questions and concerns to Medically Speaking. Medically Speaking is not a substitute for going to your own doctor. And now, here's Medically Speaking on AM 1310, The Light.
1: Welcome back to Medically Speaking on AM 1310, The Light. I'm your hostess, Dr. Lauren Hart, and we are talking about... Infant and Maternal Health and Wellness today. Um, and before we left, we were just about to just getting good with Willie Winch. Just getting good. <laughs> so go ahead and tell us a little bit about your work with uh, child, infant, and maternal um, health and wellness, Willie.
0: Yes. So um, beyond outside of the home, in other homes or in child care settings are the other Uh, areas where infant mortality is a concern. And so, of course, no parent wants to, you know, drop their child off only to come back to the child care to not have a child to pick up. Absolutely. And so uh, we have been working on specifically this child care initiative through uh, Kohl's Cares for Kids. So just the Kohl's Department Store, their social, um, their corporate responsibility program, they provide funding for us to be able to support child cares specifically with safe sleep needs so awesome. providing cribs pack and plays um sleep sacks or the sleep bags because they shouldn't have a blanket with them or be wrapped in a blanket or swaddled mm-hmm. so trying to um provide child cares with these materials so that they can take preventative measures um and also so that when they are coming out and they're licensing their state licensing coach or their past equality coach comes out they're not getting violated because of unsafe sleep practices
1: absolutely that's awesome who knew Kohl's i'm about to go to Coles today because <laughs> i can give them some money and they are going to give it to the baby's job you know i don't advertise for anybody but coals yeah. yeah tell us a little bit about that
0: yeah so we have um worked to build partnerships with indiana's Family, Social Service, Administration, they're the ones that have the state licensing coaches. So if you're looking to get licensed, um, those were, are the individuals that get you legally licensed to actually run your daycare. Pass to Quality is um, another program. It's Indiana's quality-based program for child care. And so there are four different levels for Pass to Quality. And as you increase in levels, you basically are increasing the quality of your child care. So first level is pretty basic. Um, it's just your regular health and safety standards that you already have to have in place as licensing. So, almost mm-hmm. if you're licensed, technically you're past the quality one, but you do need to take that extra step to actually apply or ask your licensing coach to connect you to Child Care Answers, who has. Um, the past quality coach to get you on that next path. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you get to level two and they might ask you, ask your staff to have certain um, credentials, a certain percentage of your staff to have different credentials. Um, they might ask you to actually have a curriculum in place for your infants, your toddlers. Um, some people have preschoolers. Um, so, you know, as you're going up in those standards, they're really, you um, you're increasing the vigor, the vigorous program.
1: I will ask a question that I promise maybe no parent has probably asked themselves. <laughs> For your daycare, do they have a pass the quality rating? Like this sounds like something Absolutely. that every, like every parent, I would want to know, did they pass the test? Or Because the licensing board has come here and made sure that this is a legit establishment that they know how to take care of my child. Mm-hmm. And usually people stick with their daycares. Like you'll get a baby from infant to toddler. And so you just want to make sure that the right people are handling your baby for such an influential and impressive part of their life, right?
0: Absolutely, because um, <laughs> because we also, so also from the coal standpoint, we don't just do Nicole's safe sleep also. materials, but mm-hmm. we also provide developmentally appropriate materials. Yes. We provide diapering because that's also huge. Taking mm-hmm. the burden of providing these materials for providers so that they can put their money elsewhere because yes. as you're increasing your quality, they ask your building to have certain standards. So a yes. lot of these providers are putting their money into these capital upgrades and this is a burden that we're able to take off of their backs that sometimes ends up being a barrier as to why they can't move on to the next level yes. as Or a quickly. choice,
1: even worse, mm-hmm. or a choice that they have to make between saving money to keep their business afloat. Exactly. And, you know, properly caring for your child. You never want your child provider to, your child care provider to make that decision. You want to make sure that the technology in here is up to date, that mm-hmm. you guys know exactly what you're doing when you're handling my baby. Yes. Ah. I have
3: a <laughs> so, question. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, so when, just to be clear, the initiative with Coles is, is that impacting or, or, uh, uh, families or is it, or is it the, the, the facilities, the daycare facilities or both?
0: It is twofold. It's both. So i um, glad you asked that question because I was going to segue into that. And we did get a question over the break about um, our child cares being trained in yes. safe sleep. And, and our, parents. Yes, yes, and our parents. Mm-hmm. And so from this initiative specifically, our overall objective beyond just giving providers materials um, is to make sure that they are equipped to have safe sleep practices. So not just have the materials but to put it into practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the state recommends that um, as the child care provider that you get the babies on a schedule and that you actually work with the parents to figure out how is the baby sleeping at home <laughs> versus how, and then how can we make that same environment here at the child care so that everyone mm-hmm. is practicing safe sleep. With our initiative specifically, we want to empower um, these early childhood programs and child cares to be early ch- overall early childhood hubs for Mm -hmm. parents to be able to ask questions. So if it's about getting connected to a primary care provider, if it's about home visiting, if it's about my child's development and what he or she should be doing, what should I be looking for at home, how is he or she doing at the child care, how is the baby sleeping, what environment is the baby sleeping Mm -hmm. in, the different temperatures. There are a lot of things that go into play. And so the idea is that We equip the child care providers with the resources. Um, I know child care answers, um, they do intervention when it comes to safe sleep training, but (coughs) child cares are um, required by state to have safe sleep training once a year. So the interventions might happen if, um, you know, there's an audit and a violation is seen, and then they might get tagged to say someone needs to come out and work with this provider. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of hands-on, and we've just become another piece of the puzzle, And so by making those childcare hubs, we're hoping that they connect with parents. Um, We also have the resources through the child cares to get parents different pack and plays and sleep sacks to make sure that they're able to create the same environment because we know it's a financial burden. If it's Mm -hmm. a financial burden for the child cares, it's a financial burden for the families. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to support them in those needs, we also have... um, there's multiple legs to this infant mortality hey, project. Go for it. I'm not <laughs> over the Cribs for Kids, but we are also a Cribs for Kids hub. That's mm-hmm. another avenue for parents to be able to get pack and plays and those sleep bags as so well as Cribs training. Cribs for Kids. Cribs <laughs> for Kids. Write it down.
1: <laughs> Look it up. Google it. You can Google everything now. Yes. yes. Google yeah. it.
3: Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> but if you, if you
2: need a crib, you can actually call the Mom's Hotline at the yeah. State Department of Health. It's... Eight six six three six four moms. 866-364-6667.
4: Just a quick question: Do you have to be a licensed daycare to participate in Safe the Safe Sleep Initiative? Got a mom and pop? I mean, do you have mm-hmm. to be a licensed daycare? to participate in safe sleep initiatives.
1: And so we're going to answer that right when we come back. The suspense (laughs) has been built. You tune in. You stay here. We'll see you right after this commercial.
3: We're taking you to church. Like this on AM
4: 1310, the light.
5: Thank you for tuning in to Medically Speaking, sponsored by the Mapleton Wellness Center. Every first and second Saturday of the month, they will discuss topics that will affect your health and wellness. Call in with your questions and concerns to Medically Speaking. Medically Speaking is not a substitute for going to your own doctor. And now, here's Medically Speaking on AM 1310 The Light.
1: Welcome back to Medically Speaking on AM 1310 The Light. I'm your hostess. Dr. Lauren Harden, an associate of Dr. Kenneth Ackles, chiropractic physician, located at 3266 North Meridian, Suite 508. Call us. Come see us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can make your appointment with Ms. Carmen at 317-926-4623. And today our show has focused on a very important topic in our health and our community's health, In infant and maternal health and wellness. And I'll put paternal because we get the dads involved too. So it's everybody's health and wellness when it comes to the safety and the well-being of our kids. So I want to first, before, because you know how we run out of time, I want to thank everybody for coming out and just sharing your truth here today as far as the health and wellness goes and what we're doing in the community to fix and to actually change. One of the things I love about this show is that there's almost always an action piece. There's something that you can do, even if it's just one thing. Um, and we can direct you to that thing in the week. So think about that. And if this topic has touched your heart, definitely reach out to our guests today. And I'm going to have them explain to you and give them every avenue and every way in which they can be reached here today. So, um, Whitley, go. <laughs> yeah. So, Child Cares, <laughs> calling all Child
0: Cares ones that are licensed. <laughs> and that have um, a past equality coach, or if you are unlicensed, we also have a program for you as well. Give me a call at area code 317-278-0538. Parents, if you are at a child care and you want them to get involved or you have questions for them, encourage them to give me a call. We are more than happy to provide.
1: The number, again, one more time.
0: 317-278-0538.
1: Awesome. Okay. And then how do we get in touch with the um, men's group? If anybody is interested in men's group.
3: Well, you have to come to Mount Zion Baptist Church. If you want to get part of men's ministry.
1: That's it. Come to church. church. We'll
3: be there tomorrow. (laughs) But if you want to be involved with the Safe Sleep Initiative, um, please call 317-278-0661. Again, that's 317-278-0661. Uh, and that is if you want to get involved uh, and and be an active participant uh, in uh, trying to rectify uh, this dilemma in our communities. If your parents or moms out there that are are needing support, you can call the Moms hotline at 866-364-MOMS. That's 866-364-MOMS or 6667. And that's where you can get some support in terms of the cribs and some other things that you may need to uh, to make your, your child safe.
1: Yes, and I will be repeating and giving you a synopsis of today's show on our Facebook page, Find Medically Speaking with Dr. Lauren Harding. You can just type it in the search bar and it'll come up. You'll see a picture of me smiling at you. You can go follow that page and you can get this information because it is great information. Anybody listening today, even if you weren't able to get somebody else